Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, thank you so much for rejoining Recovery Guy Podcast. Of course, my name is Robert, and I am excited to be with you today. You know, it's uh, kind of funny when I uh, go back and listen to myself for critiquing purposes and and just want to be as effective as possible. And, and as a public and motivational speaker, there's so many dynamics involved. One of the most important dynamics is speaking at a cadence that is not robotic, has some movement to it, not too slow, not too fast. One of the things that drives Laura crazy is how long it takes me sometimes to get to a point. Uh, Oftentimes I'm formulating what I I'm going to say as I'm saying it, and it drives her crazy. So she's gotten really good at getting in my head and finishing sentences for me. Other times, uh, such as today or when I'm up on the platform speaking or in a meeting, what have you, I find myself speaking very quickly. And I think when the physical and the emotional energy take hold and I'm not thinking as much because the topic um, or what I'm addressing is something very new, real or automatic for me, I have a tendency to speed through things. And and I told you that to set you up for this story. Uh, a number of years ago, I was speaking to, uh, to a group and there was a uh, an ASL, uh, an interpreter, uh, a sign interpreter there with me, and it was my first experience with someone uh, signing as I spoke. And so I didn't know much about it. I just got up there and and I did what uh, what I normally do, and that's chat about what's on my heart and and certain things that uh, are relevant toward the topic I'm speaking on. And so I got to the end of it, and this person was so gracious and so kind, um, but she came up to me and she said, you know, the next time you, um, you, you do this and you have a sign interpreter, you need to slow down a little bit. And I never really thought about uh, I, I know people type at certain words a minute, 40 or 50 or 60. I guess that's pretty good. I don't know. I'm about nine <laughs> words a minute, you know, uh, in, in, in my typing, probably more like 15. Uh, anyway, I'm not very good. That's the point of that. So as I'm chatting with her, I said, well, how fast was I, was I talking? She said, well, normally we like our speakers to be at about 110 to 130 words per minute. That's comfortable for for a a signer. Um, You're at about 250 words a minute, so I hope everyone understood who needed that interpretation that I was I was speed signing. And so anyway, that I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it does have to do with happiness. And uh, because those stories make me smile because I, 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 
catch myself uh, being the source of humor. And until you can really learn how to laugh and to be free, as the big book would say, uh, happy, joyous, and free. My sponsor, Will, says he's a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. And, and happiness is so important. But happiness, in the title, here's the title, happiness doesn't just happen, right? Happiness is, is not by osmosis. Happiness, every now and then, it might just occur in a vacuum. But for the most part, life is what you make it. And, and it seems to me, as, as I've seen both sides of the table now, right, where, where I was in despair and at a loss, and as Bill would say, Bill Wilson, co-founder of AA, would say, incomprehensible demoralization. Now I am this person who seeks to extract as much happiness out of each day, excuse me, <clears throat> thank you, as I possibly can. And so that's what I want to chat about today. Uh, I know this was true for me in my life and, and in my active addiction in terms of life is what you make it, and, and it's still true today. And so I love the portion of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and if you're not a big book person, I suggest that you read it. It's exceptional in its approach to living and, and thoughts and ideas and things that we everyone should incorporate into their life, just like aspects of the Quran or 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 the Hebrew Bible or the the Christian Bible or other teachings and readings by Mother Teresa or Gandhi or Napoleon Hill, right? Or 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 Tom Hopkins or Zig Ziglar. You know, there's so many people out there, spiritual and secular, that really can add something to us. But it uh, says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that if newcomers could see no joy in our existence, they wouldn't want it, right? So it, it, we're not supposed to be stupid, born and glum. We, we have been set free from bondage. And for those of you who understand, like I do, what it's like to be trapped in an addiction or a behavior and now we are set free from that, right? One of the things I, I like about um, Celebrate Recovery is the name, Celebrate Recovery. Don't you just love the word of celebration? That's when, when you have happiness, celebration is, is the active part of that. We celebrate as a joy of our happiness, right? Happiness is, is, a, uh, uh, is, a, is a noun and, and, and celebration is a verb and they go well together. Happy people celebrate. And again, happiness doesn't just happen. You know, from time to time, you know, life has a curveball waiting to throw my way. Would, would you agree with that? Sometimes life just does. Um, thank goodness that is the exception and not the rule. Now, it does mean for, for the most part, um, uh, I am the reason for my happiness. You know, my decided upon actions most always determine my happiness. Did you like how I framed that? My decided upon action. 
when when I was drinking and using and carrying on with the other addictive behaviors that would sort of hijack normal neurotransmitters and get me to engage in negative behavior thinking it was satisfying me and releasing that serotonin that told me everything was okay they were decided upon actions right i'm no longer impulsive based on a behavior or a substance anymore my actions are decided upon right and as a result of those decided upon actions which are positive actions they most always determine my happiness to how long i am happy and to the depth of my happiness and i think i think this is universally true you know if if you can show me an example of what i just said that that it's not true would you message me so i can sort of rethink or add a wrinkle to my process what what i'm going to do today i found this really fantastic article uh, by uh, vanessa king she wrote it back in uh, march march 20th of 2015 so it's a little bit more than five years old but things that are true are just true right they they have they stand the test of time kind of like a kind of like a cliche right a cliche begins to be a cliche because it works right if it doesn't work people would have thought about it or stopped thinking about it a long time ago and would cease to repeat it so uh, miss king wrote this article called 10 simple steps to a happier you 10 simple steps to a happier you um, so as always, I'm going to take the things that uh, that I read from someone else, in this case from Miss King, and, and I'm going to uh, put my twist to them, right? Now, for a more full and complete read of this article, I've, uh, I've attached the link to, to Miss King uh, at the bottom uh, of the description of this podcast. So by all means, go grab that. Go check it out. It's really cool stuff. I, it's not that I disliked. I agreed with everything. Uh, that she had written in her description of these points. Uh, so I'll just do the 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 heading and then the subpoint. But she has some great thoughts on the rest of these. So I really encourage you to go check out uh, what Miss King did. And I think you'll find it. Uh, well, I think you'll discover the reason why I put it on my podcast, right? Because if it's if if it's a value, if it's a substance, if I think you and I can learn from it, I want to promote it. There are some things that I read along the way, and I like bits and pieces, and I might pull some things from it, but I'll just sort of set it aside as my own personal learning. It's not that it's not necessarily worthy or relevant, but it doesn't fit with who Recovery Guy is and the flow and the movement that uh, that we're going in the direction of. So let's just take a look at happiness, right? What What is happiness? And, and I, I love the simple definition of it. It's a state of well-being and contentment. A state of well-being and contentment, a pleasurable or satisfying experience. I like that. It's, it's where I am right now and what I go through in my life. So it's the constant and it's the experiential. I love the yin and the yang of that, right? It's where I am right now as I sit in front of this podcast microphone 
and it's what I do as I leave this position and go and live out other aspects of my life. A great one-two punch, as it were. But I really love that, a state of well-being and contentment. You know, I was sick, as many of you were sick, and the goal of every sick person would be to get well, right? Sick people need to get well, and I was sick, and today I am well. I have a sense of well-being, you know, and that contentment. Do I want to explore and do other things and grow in life? Sure, of course I do, right? Because, again, you know, Newton's law of motion is that in gravity is that we don't coast uphill. So even though I'm content, you know, um, I'm still pedaling. You know, as Dory would say, just keep swimming, right? Keep swimming. That's what I want to do. Every now and then it's okay to just relax on the plateau, but to really grow, and maintain a sense of contentment. I need a satisfying experience and building all of those. But contentment I really like because, you know, it was told to me and I so related to it. Um, my friend Trish, she said, I always wanted to uh, be somebody else doing something else somewhere else. Right? Did you ever, did you ever feel that way? I, I lived that way for years. And, 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 I, and I knew I was stuck in a rut. And, and the pain of being in that rut was so strong, so fierce, I tried to hide in so many ways between drowning in alcohol and, and, and immersing myself in drugs and all of the other negative behaviors that attached themselves to me as I went along. Because I was never happy with, with who I was what I was doing or where I was at, regardless of how good the environment was, regardless of how wonderful the people were around me, I was not content. I wanted to be somebody else doing something else somewhere else. Well, you know what? Today in my recovery, and I hope you have gotten to this point or you're moving in that direction, you're happy with who you're at, with who you are, right? I hope you're happy with who you are. I hope you have progressed in the level of your recovery that you can say, you know what? I'm okay with me. I'm okay with doing what I'm doing where I am at right now. You know, right now I'm I'm in my podcast studio. I'm I'm Robert the Recovery Guy. And I'm sharing with you my experience, strength, and hope. This is perfect for me. And I hope where you're at, who you are, doing what you're doing, I hope for this moment it's perfect for you. Do we want to grow and move forward in life? Of course we do. You know, life is is what we make it. And I want to make my life as happy as I possibly can because I know happiness doesn't just happen. So let's jump into the points that uh, that Vanessa shared, and then I'll give my twist on it, and then we'll just sort of move forward and uh, and and call it a podcast, okay? So here's the first thing that that uh, Miss King discusses: giving. Isn't that wonderful? 
I love that it's her first point. And again, giving is so important because I, I love the adage that says, if, if we're not willing to give it away, we don't get to keep it, right? Someone gave us hope. Let's share hope. And it's really just doing things for others. The, the golden rule, right? What Christ said in response to the Pharisees, every major and certainly monotheistic religion and most other types of spiritual approaches to relationship with a power greater than yourself, they'll always tell you to get outside of yourself. Don't you like that? Service is such an integral part of recovery. The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 step is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to, to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So we're living out our life and we're sharing our experience, strength, and hope. That's what we do. We share our experience, strength, and hope with each other that we might solve our common problem and to help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. We are giving, we are sharing. Why, why get something that's of great value and not be so excited that you wouldn't want it to give away? That should be a natural thing. If you're not doing that, if you're hoarding, if you're keeping what you have, you have what Stephen Covey calls a deficiency mentality. You don't think the pie is big enough for everyone to get a slice. So we find ourselves not very happy when someone else is doing well. We almost feel cheated. And when we do get something, we hold on to it as if we own it, where it was really just a gift. So giving is so important. And also, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can't fill a full cup. So unless I'm willing to become empty, I can never be filled. And I love to be filled. Because after a time, stagnant water is not even good to drink. And it begins to smell. So giving it away, keeping it fresh, keeping it real. So Miss King, thank you very much for starting there. The next one is called relating. I love point two, relating. And it's so much of giving, right? Isn't that what we do when, when we give? But to relate. I, I love the need to, to not only do things for others as in giving, but really to connect with people. One of the things about the bondage of addiction and negative behavior is isolation. We, we feel alone in a crowd. I remember being at a Jethro Tull concert with about 100,000 people in the L.A. Coliseum back in the early 70s. And I remember for a moment, it was really unusual because I was really high, and yet, and yet I knew that something was wrong because here I was with tens of thousands of people, and I remembered feeling alone. There was no connection. And I came with people to the concert. And I met people at the concert. But there was no connection. There was nothing that joined you and me that was internal. So I'm not talking about connecting on an external way where, where you in the job or something. I'm talking about an interpersonal, a meaningful connection. 
where I'm receiving what they're giving and sharing what I have. The next thing is, is exercising or take care of yourself. You know, as a former obese person of almost 400 pounds, I understand that, right? And at 66 years old, taking care of my body is really important, you know? I need to take a little bit off the tire, right? It's a little bit too round, and I weigh nine pounds more than I'm comfortable with weighing. I get out and I take care of myself. I have good cardiovascular. My blood pressure is good. My my heart rate is good. I no longer suffer from complex sleep apnea. I get out. I do projects. Uh, I go to the gym. I do things. I take care of because the physical is one of the four areas, right? We have the mental, the emotional, the mental, right? Uh, the, the, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical, and we cover all of those four things. So certainly taking care of your body, you can have a positive uh, uh, mentality and be very positive, but if, you're, if you can't get off the couch, um, what, what good does that do you? If you can't go out and live, then, then, then what are we doing? So taking care of ourselves is important. And I know some of us have more of a challenge than others. Maybe you have a debilitating condition that limits you, but it doesn't excuse us. It just means we need to be more creative as we find ways to take care of our body. Appreciating. I love this. Notice the world around you. I tell you, um, opening up our eyes and seeing the beauty of things because things are beautiful is so important. You know, wake up and smell the coffee. Notice the world around you, and the world can be a very beautiful place. I know right now there's a lot of chaos and a lot of madness going on. Let's see through that and see that the world is a beautiful place. And it is made more beautiful by how we approach the world and how the world sees us as we would see the world. I love the next one. Very, very clever, Miss King. It's called trying out, right? Keep learning new things. I love this. I, I, I continue to read different articles, different materials. I listen to different people. I follow different podcasts, whether I agree with them totally or not, because I figured even if I don't agree, uh, I need to listen even more because there's probably a nugget or two or various approach. You know, the other day on one of my posts, I I put on there, you know, if, if we're friends, it's not because we agree. It's because when we disagree, we do so respectfully. A lot of my friends come at their way of living from a different perspective, but I, but I appreciate them and I enjoy them because they respect me and I respect them. And, and I can always glean something from what they're saying, even if I may not agree with it in totality. There's a piece of it that I can sort of rework for me, right? We, and most of the things that we disagree about, it's how to get there. But we all want to get to the same place. And so I'm always learning new things because learning new things keeps old ideas fresh and new approaches to otherwise tried and true things that uh, work for me. Direction. Have goals to look forward to. Goals are so important. I know we get so caught up 
sometimes in this one day at a time. And I dig the one day at a time, right? That's all we have. If you understand the Kalidasa and the Sanskrit poem, look to this day, it, it helps underscore the value and the power of the day. But we have to have a goal. If if, if my goal is to be the best possible version of me today, that's fantastic. But where do I want to be in a week, a month, a year, five years? Have those goals. Have those plans. Zig Ziglar, by the way, does an incredible goal-setting workshop. There's a lot of people out there that do. I am a Zig Ziglar guy, so you might want to check him out on goals. One thing I love about Zig Ziglar, he'll say, if a goal is not written, it's not a goal. It's a wish right? So if you have wishes, put it on paper so it can become a goal and look forward to it, right? The next one is resiliency. Resilience. I love that. Resilience means to, to have a layer of protection that doesn't stop us in our tracks, right? Or as Miss King would say, find ways to bounce back. Look for the other side of the coin, Find a way to bounce back. Don't, don't get stuck on the mat. Find a reversal. If you're a wrestler, you'll understand. Find a, re, um, a reversal technique that can, that can flip you from getting ready to be pinned to getting back on top, right, and taking control. Because I understand. I don't know about, a lot about wrestling. But when you can do that, you actually get points. And the same way in life. So find ways to bounce back. Remember, we have recovered and we're seeking new ways of living we are no longer victims. We are the victor, right? So find a way to bounce back. There is a way. Sometimes we need to grab onto someone else, say, hey, I'm lost. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. How did you get out of this? Do you know anything like that? How can you help me bounce back and, and ask for a hand? Because we would give a hand, wouldn't we? So we need to ask for one. Number eight, take a positive approach well, that just speaks for itself. It doesn't mean negate truth. Number eight is emotion. Take a positive approach to the emotion. Don't allow the negativity of what we may be feeling to define what we do. I like that. The emotion is the feeling. Taking a positive approach is a response or an action to that feeling. I can have a negative emotion, but take a positive re approach as a result of it. Remember, it's not what they say and it's not what they do. It's how I react. So I need to find a way to bounce back and be resilient in number seven and take a positive approach to something that might occur that I don't care for. I need to take that negative and, and take a positive approach to it to flip it. There is another side of the coin, right? I tell people in my training workshops, um, have you ever seen a one-sided coin? And I pause for a second, and then I give them the answer. Well, of course you haven't. Do you know why? Because there's no such thing as a one-sided coin. Every coin has another side, and it's my responsibility to me and ultimately to you to turn that over to take a positive approach. Number nine is acceptance. Don't you just love that? Be comfortable with who you are, right? I know acceptance a lot of times, and it, and it can also mean 
I accept what you do or what you say or I accept the circumstance. But before I can be comfortable with anything outside of me, I need to learn how to be comfortable and accept me. And I love that in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And at last, acceptance seemed to be the answer to all of my problems. Acceptance. It doesn't mean that something goes away. It just means it's okay for the right here and the right now. And I need to do that on the most interpersonal level with being comfortable with who I am. Please be comfortable with who you are. I know you want to change. I know you want to grow. I know you want to expound on these things that you've learned. And don't we all? But I need to be comfortable in the now with who I am in order to become. Because if I'm not comfortable with who I am right now, it will will be a bar against me becoming who I want to be because I will take a negative connotation or negative approach to living because I'm just not happy with what I've been given. A lot of times it's because it's my selfish and self-centered nature that keeps me from accepting or being comfortable. It's just not enough. I know what I've got and I can't accept it because I want more. Well, that's okay, but let more come to you. Attraction rather than promotion. And number 10, I like this, and a great way to stop, be part of something bigger. Don't you love that? Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's a biblical uh, um, teaching. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Be a part of something that has meaning, that has a result that, that causes things to become even greater and more exciting and more loving and more caring. Be part of something bigger. Don't allow the the previous thinking that held us captive and in bondage to keep us from being a part of something even greater, something bigger, something bigger than who we are, something bigger than everything, anything we've known, something so big that it could intimidate us if we had to do it overnight. But piece by piece, step by step, one part, one parcel, one thing at a time, right? It's that, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time, right? So don't be a part of the biggest, be a part of something bigger. And along the way, it'll be the biggest thing we've ever done and we were ever a part of. Aren't these great things? I'm so grateful that I came across this article by Miss King, 10 Steps to a Happier You. And again, they'll be in the description at the end of it. You'll find the link to her. So happiness doesn't just happen. As you can see from what Miss King's points are and how I expounded on them, that it's on purpose, like my buddy Jay Shetty and his podcast, On Purpose. If you're not listening to Jay, J-A-Y-S-H-E-T-T-Y, Jay Shetty, On Purpose Podcast. Go check this guy out. It's fantastic. And it's on purpose, right? So happiness doesn't just happen. It occurs on purpose. And I want you to experience it on purpose. I don't want happiness for you to be a one-time shot where you don't know how to replicate it. That would be a shame. So we give, we relate, we exercise, we appreciate, we try out, we have good direction, we are resilient, 
We take a positive approach with respect to emotion. We learn acceptance and we gravitate towards a greater meaning in our life. Isn't that wonderful? I hope you go by that. I hope you like it. I hope you go to recoveryguy.org. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us know how we can help, encourage you. Look at the other blogs. Look at the other podcasts. Let us know what it's going to take for us to go from broken to whole together. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.